0: Would you give yourself one more hand, clap of praise? But truly, God is good. And somebody would say all the time, God is good. I want to thank the shepherd of this house. If you would, give your pastor a hand. Truly, she has been holding it down. I want to thank my wife who uh, is taking this journey. That's right. That's right. Thank God for my queen. Gentlemen, she's taken. That's my queen. To the elders in the administration, all of those that have literally just opened up their hearts and, and their hands. Thank you so much for the kind welcome on yesterday. Um, they asked me what were my favorite foods and kind of gave them some of my favorite foods. And I've lost some weight over the last six months. I I recently retired on Resurrection Sunday morning. I retired from state police with 28 years of service. So I thank God for that. Shout out to my Elm Grove Church family, Pastor Dr. Domain, and the Grove as we uh, so uh, affectionately call it. As the pastor stated, I am from Baton Rouge, which literally means red stick. You'll catch that on the way home. Uh, But I am just so honored to give the word of God to you on today. Anybody need a word on this morning? Amen. I think I'm in the right house. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. The scriptures declare, I will rejoice. And be glad in it. Uh, Out of obedience to the word of God, if you're able and willing, if you would, please stand for uh, the reading of God's word. Our word this morning is coming from the gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Again, that's Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. When you have it, say amen. If you don't have us, say wait a minute. I'm waiting patiently because I got a word that's birthing in me right now. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. I'll be reading from the King James translation of the Bible. and This is God's recorded word. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, Rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. And follow Jesus in the way. This is God's recorded word. You may be seated in his presence. For the time that we have on this morning, uh, God has given me two titles. One is a corporate message for the body of Christ, Restoration Christian Fellowship. That title is The Power of Crying Out. The Power of Crying Out. And then God also gave me a message to you individually. And that individual message is, I've got something to shout about. I've got something to shout about. The author Bill Gothard, in his book, The Power of Crying Out, chronicles the biblical aspects of the children of God that whenever they cried out, there was a call and response to the people of God. Literally, that led me to this title one this morning, The Power of Crying Out. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of introductory uh, comments because I want to get right into the meat of the text, but I do contextually need to give you some background. When you read the first 10 chapters of the book of Mark, you have Jesus who is introduced on the scene, and I love the way that Mark writes Because Mark writes with a sense of urgency. He uses the verbs like immediately or suddenly. He doesn't waste time like Matthew, uh, giving you a genealogical aspect of the 42 generations of Jesus. No, he goes right into Jesus' public ministry and lets us know that Jesus is on a mission. He has an appointed time, he's three years into his ministry. And Jerusalem is in the forefront, and Calvary is in the backdrop. So Jesus, he doesn't waste a lot of time. But by the time we get to chapter 10 in the text this morning, Jesus is now, he's performed miracles. He's gone into cities. He's turned water into wine. And when you read this particular text, now Calvary is ahead of Jesus. So when we look at this text on this morning, in verse 46, It literally says, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Let's unpack that. So literally what we have here is Jesus. Uh, In his day, whenever Jesus would go into a city, there was a crowd that was expecting him, and when he would leave the city, there was a crowd that followed him. You'll get that in a minute. Uh, he was in our, in our day or in time frame, he was a rock star. He was, he was a hip-hop artist. That he had a crowd that followed him wherever he went. Now, he didn't have bodyguards, but he had 12 disciples that were his followers that went with him. And what we see today is Jesus, he's leaving out of Jericho, and he comes into Jericho, and the people... As he's leaving out of Jericho, the people were following him to Jericho. Now, that's another sermon for another time. But all I want to say on that is that you all know how the story goes, that they marched around Jericho seven times, and they did what? They shouted, right? The power of their cry, their shout, the walls came tumbling down. So Jesus is here leaving out of Jericho, and this man by the name of Bartimaeus. Say that with me Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. His name literally means Bar, which means son of Timaeus, which means the son of Timaeus. When you look at the etymology of that word, it literally means he is the son of favor. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I want you to insert your name instead of son of Bartimaeus, you put your name in the slot, and say, son of, that you're highly favored. We're going to take this walk together, right? We're just talking right now. We're just talking right now. So Jesus, he sees this man, and this man has two things going on. First, the first thing that's going on with him is that he's blind. Now, you know that when you're blind, uh, from a, a physical perspective, if I have any doctors in the house, they can attest to this and confirm this, is that when one of your senses go away, you have a keener sense with the other sense that's lost. Now, because this man is blind, I want you to see this. Uh, He's physically blind. That's the first issue that he has. Then the second issue that he has, it says that he's begging. Did you see that? It said he sat by by the roadside begging. That literally means that he continuously asked people as they pass by for whatever it was that he needed. Now, I know this does not fall into Restoration Christian Fellowship, your ministry, because I understand that you have a passion for homeless people. I understand that you have a passion for serving people. I understand that you have a passion of doing the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is evident when I drove in this morning where I saw uh, across the way here the pallet houses that were being uh, erected for the homeless. So give yourself a hand that you're doing the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But when we look at this text this morning, um, I believe that the text, when you understand what the text means, you have to apply these three principles. And I assure you, if you apply these three principles, when you read and study the word of God, it will come to life. The first principle is when you read the Bible, you need to read it to understand what did the text mean then? What did the text mean then? What, what was the lens of the people who were writing it? When you read the gospel writings, the first three gospel writings, they're, they're called the synonymous gospel writers. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're synonymous. When you read their, their writings, they're similar in context. In this particular story, Mark is the only one that gives the blind man a name. Bartimaeus when you when you read the other gospel accounts it talks about two blind men it does not mention by name nor does it mention one person so when you're reading the the scripture you need to look at it from the angle or the reference of the person that wrote it Mark wrote the Bible to the Gentiles the Gentiles he did not write it to the Jewish people in case you didn't know it you and I when you read the scripture we're not the Jews we're the Gentiles hello somebody Uh, so in other words what I'm trying to get you to see is that this was written for you and me amen so when he's writing to uh, the Gentiles he gives you a perspective of how he sees things let me give you a a real world uh, example of that first thing is what did the Bible mean then what does the Bible mean now is the second principle what does the Bible mean now is the second principle and then the third principle is, what does the Bible mean to you personally? What did the Bible mean then? What does the Bible mean now? And then what does the Bible mean to you personally? When you apply those three principles and you read the word of God, it will give you a revelation of God speaking to you. So he, he looks at this from the angle, this will be like ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and Fox. Everybody's viewing the same uh, story or airing the same story, but they have different angles. Just like right now, you have cameras that have angles based upon where I'm standing, right? So everybody is viewing it from their perspective. When Mark writes his gospel, he he is viewing it from his perspective, so he's telling his story. Somebody say, tell your story. When you tell your story, that's a testimony. It's not what somebody else says. It's what you says. Uh, one of the, the uh, terms that is used there, uh, it's a lawyer term. It, it's called eyewitness account. That means that you saw it. It wasn't hearsay. You're not going based upon what somebody else said. It's based upon what you saw. So Mark gives us a perspective of what he saw. And it says that uh, Timaeus was the father of, of blind Bartimaeus. He's along the roadside. He's begging. It's not like you and I driving uh, a car, no. These people are walking by him daily. They can't roll their window up and turn their music up and deny that there's somebody there asking you for food, asking you for money. Uh, it's, it's literally almsgiving is the word that we use there. They're asking for something. In blind Bartimaeus, this is when it really starts to get, when it really starts to get good because as the story continues in verse 47 it says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, somebody said he heard. he heard. Remember what I told you, when you lose your senses, their other senses are keener. So he couldn't see Jesus, but he heard. Somebody say he heard. He heard. What did he hear? Uh, we come to church and the scripture says faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? the word of god so somewhere along the lines i don't know about uh blind Bartimaeus, but somewhere along the line he heard about a man by the name of jesus now it it, it really starts to appear uh, him begging that word literally means ask repeatedly to ask repeatedly he's asking people repeatedly And then it says in 47 that he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Now, I don't need to give anybody uh, at RCF that has uh, a Jesus-like mentality to where you weren't born in a place of privilege, in a place of prosperity, but you serve a God that puts you in favor and open up doors that were previously closed. And, and he allowed you to get the job that you didn't have the credentials. Hello, somebody. Uh, that he allowed you to be to get the healing that the doctor said there's nothing else that we can do. But I know that I serve a God that has never lost a patient. I serve a God that goes into the courtroom that's never lost a case. That's the kind of God we serve. Uh, so as the story goes, it, it continues because it says he began to cry out. Somebody say cry out. out. He didn't just cry out. He had a statement. So not only did he know, if you're taking notes, not only did he know who to cry out to, but he also lets us know what he cried out to. He, He knew what to say. He knew who to cry out to, and then he also knew what to say. This is what he said. Jesus, notice he went from Jesus of Nazareth nothing good comes out of Nazareth, to Jesus, thou son of David. I don't know if you caught that, but see, he just went from that there was nothing good that came out of Nazareth to now he's referring to the Messianic, Jesus Christ, Jesus, thou son of David. Okay, you're now feeling that. So let me me just go back. Old Testament says that they was waiting on a king and David was the king that they revered or revered. When Jesus comes on the scene, in the book, in the gospel writings, they're expecting that their, uh, their place, as far as the children of God, to restore their kingdom of God, that Jesus the Christ is the one that is going to fulfill that prophecy. So, when you look at the kingdom of God and the king that rise in, the king rides in on a white horse. When the king comes into town, they sound the trumpet, ba-bum, bum you've seen the movies, they lay out the red carpet, right? But Jesus comes in on a donkey. Wait a minute now, so you're supposed to be restoring us to our rightful place, we're expecting you to ride in on a white horse with your throne and, and your army, but Jesus shows up on a coat. Now, I'm not going to preach your Easter Sunday sermon, because the pastor already did that, so what I'm telling you is that uh, blind Bartimaeus, he is now connecting not from the Jesus of Nazareth when nothing came good out of. He's now connecting to the king. Somebody say connected to the king. Yes. All right. So you, 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 you're really not feeling that one. All right. Let me help you out. Bible study here. So uh, Joseph, uh, he was sold into slavery. Uh, they didn't expect for him to uh, live but he went from the pit to the palace. He was connected to the king. So Blind Bartimaeus makes this connection now. Hello, Elm Grove, making divine connections. Uh, He's connected to the king now to where he doesn't refer to him as a servant, but he refers to him as a king. Now, I I want you to understand something. He cries out to the king, so he knows who to cry out to. Then it is followed by these words, have mercy on me. Say that one more time. Not have mercy on me, right? He didn't say have mercy on them. He didn't say have mercy on my haters. He said have mercy on me. He personalized it. So uh, the word mercy there, it literally refers to the heart of God. Mercy refers to the heart of God. So, what does it mean when I say it refers to the heart of God? God knows your cares, your concerns. Uh, he's passionate. He's tender-hearted. He's loving-kindness. He's always. He's as as they song today. He's an omnipresent God. He, he's he's everywhere at the same place at the same time. He's an omnipotent God. He already knows your thoughts before. Uh, You even thank them. He even knows the number of hairs of the strands of hair that are on your head. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew your beginning. He knew your ending. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning, and he is the end. So we have blind Bartimaeus crying out to Jesus saying, Have mercy on me. So now what he had just done He's made a hard connection. Somebody said he made a hard connection. Now, I don't know if you're sitting next to your boo, your bride, or your best friend, but there's always some type of connectivity to where that person knows you. So Jesus, he knows you. He knows you so much so that whenever you're feeling hurt, he hurts. Whenever you feel joy, he feels joy. So if we serve a God that knows how you feel, it's like a baby that gets his mother's attention. This will help you. Uh, how many parents? Show of hands, parents. Oh, we got a lot of parents in the house. Amen. Praise God. Um, so uh, as a parent, I want you to remember when your child was a baby. Um, your baby, whenever it needed its diaper change, whenever it needed food, nursing. Uh, what did the baby do? He cried out, right? And as a parent, what did you do? You responded, right? So this is what is taking place here. God says that you are my child. I love you so much that when you cry out, matter of fact, he says it like this. He he gives us the model prayer. He says, when you pray, pray like this. Abba, A-B-B-A. Abba, Father. You know what that word means? It is a child-like expression. So God says that when you pray, when you cry, cry out, Abba Father. Just like your child when he cries out, or when she cries out, they need a diaper change, they need to be fed. Ah, ah. They get your attention, and what do you do? You respond to their need. You meet their needs. Now as this as this uh, story continues. This is what happens. He's cried out, have mercy on me. And it says, and many charge him that he should hold his peace. I want you to get that. This man is in need of his healing. He's crying out to Jesus, thou son of David, for his healing. Don't look right now, but you might have some haters that's on your row. Just just ignore them. Ignore them. They're not going to say anything but you might have some haters on your road. They're the ones that are saying, be quiet. It don't take all of that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just here to praise the Lord. Well, it's so that you praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that because um, praise literally takes you to worship. So when you praise God, you're literally you're bragging on God. So the last I checked, if I'm bragging on God, praising him, it's not it's not a silent. It's it's not a silent. It's not a silent. It's not a silent. It's not, a silent, it's not a, I'm bragging on God. God, you've been good. God, you provide all of my needs according to your riches and glory according to it's, it's not a quiet thing, it's, 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 it's a sound. And, 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 and this is what God showed me for the corporate, for the corporate worship on today, the power of crying out. He said, you've been suffering much too long. Today, corporately, today, you're gonna to cry out with a shout of a loud voice that you're going to grab the attention of heaven and that the angels in heaven they're going to say oh my god they're having church down there at RCF let's go see what they're praising God about that the roof uh, for those that still uh, used to go to the club you understand this the roof the roof the roof is on fire yeah Uh. uh He's looking for some folks that don't mind praising him. See, I I used to be out in the world. I love praising, but I wasn't serving. I was praising. I was drinking some spirits, and I wasn't praising. But I was loud doing that. I was good in that element. But when I got saved, for real though saved, now I don't mind lifting up holy hands. I don't mind bragging on God. So God says that he inhabits what? The praises of his people. We're gonna take about a 30 second break right here because I need some folks that don't mind praising God. Go ahead. Go ahead, about a 30, 20. 20 seconds, come on, 10 more seconds. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. All right, all right, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're not there yet. We almost there. Come on. Come on. So so you have haters, you have haters on your road saying it don't take all of that. Look, you just go ahead and just 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 wave a hand. Just wave a hand. You you stay right there. You stay right there in, in suffering. You stay right there in lack. You stay right there in poverty. You stay right there in singleness. You stay right there in homelessness, but I'm going to praise God, and something's going to break loose today. Something's going to break loose today. So uh, you, you have Bartimaeus. He says, look, just, just be quiet. Y'all, you hold your peace. You, you hold your... Matter of fact, he said, shalom. He tells them, shalom. Hold your peace. And then in verse 49, it says, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Now look I want you to remember now we have a multitude of people a multitude of people coming in the city a multitude of people coming out of the city and you got one blind Bartimaeus that cries so loud that he gets the attention of Jesus and he says to the point that Jesus stood still his praise was so loud that he got Jesus' attention, and he stood at. Oh, all my military man, he was at the position of attention, which means he couldn't look no where to the left, to the right. He couldn't move. He was literally arrested. He stood still, which means he got Jesus' attention. And then this was once he got his attention. Now follow how, follow the story. He got his attention. Once he got his attention, he says commanded him to be called commanded him to be called. In other words, uh, you have to imply there that he called him by name. Commanded him to be called. Come here, blind Bartimaeus. That's what he's saying. Come here, blind Bartimaeus. And they called the blind man. They don't call him by name. Jesus knew him by name. Come here, blind man, saying to him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. So you have this blind man. He's on the road he's begging he can't see anybody but he gets jesus's attention he gets up the people come and they get him up and then they take him to jesus so now you see that when you call on the name of the lord there's a response that happens when you call on his name so the response is now jesus is about and and then if you follow this if you follow jesus's public ministry He always meets the needs of the people before he can minister to them. I'm going to say that again. He always meets the needs of the people before he ministers to them. I'm going to say it one more time. He always meets the needs of the people before he ministers to them. Stop telling people that they're going to hell. Stop telling people that if you don't come and do this and turn around seven times, they don't want to hear all of that. Meet the needs of the people first. That's why you have pallet houses. It is ministry taking place. Those same people that you're ministering to, they're going to come in here, they're going to pack the house, and then they're going to spread the gospel, and they're going to be your disciples, and then they're going to begin to... Do the things that God has called us to do, and that is to be his disciples. So now we have blind Bartimaeus. He gets up. He's feeling pretty good about himself for the simple fact that he got Jesus' attention. And now once he got his attention, verse 50 says, And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. Uh, symbolically all of the weight all of the things that were holding him down oppression, depression grief all of those things that were holding him down he cast them off and it says that he came to Jesus verse 51 and Jesus answered and said unto him he asked a question Same question that Jesus is asking blind Bartimaeus. I'm asking you the same question on this morning. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? I'm asking you that question. You don't have to say it out loud. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? In other words, what is it that you are in need of? Whatever you're in need of, I'm the one that can supply all of your needs according to the riches and glory through Christ Jesus. The earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. He doesn't need you for anything. You need him for everything. And if he is the source of your need, I don't need to go to the bank. I don't need to go to uh, the doctor. I don't need all of the things that we, uh, from a, a physical perspective, think we need. You can go to God, and he is the one that supplies all of those needs. The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He, he didn't say that, you know, he needed a house up on a, a hill. He didn't say he needed a white picket fence. He didn't say that he needed uh, the next fastest car, the next biggest car. He, he didn't say any of that. He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. God is so specific that when you pray, you got to be specific about what you need. And here, here's one that will help you. How do we know this? He, he tells us in his word that when you say what I say, I, my word, when I pray, I pray what you say, my word, when I pray, Uh, I pray what you say, that my word, here it is, will not return back to me void. So if I'm praying the scripture, um, I need a healing. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. That, that's what Jesus says. That well, so whatever it is that you're going through, find the scripture that deals with it, pray it, and then this is what I love about it. God's gonna do His part, but you got to do your part. Look how the scripture closes. And Jesus said unto him, "Go thy way; thy faith have made thee whole." That, that's it. That's it. That that settles. I could close the book. Because now, here it is over 2,000 years later, we don't walk by our feelings. We don't, we don't walk by um, what somebody else said. Uh, we walk by what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says that we walk by what? Faith. faith. Not by what? Oh, there it is. Did somebody say sight? I, I, think, I, I think I hear Bartimaeus crying out uh, because of my faith. I received my sight. Uh, Thank you, Praise Team. Uh, You didn't know this morning what my sermon was going to be, but thank you that the Holy Spirit did. So, that song talked about vision and sight. Uh, He received his sight because of his faith. Now, uh, about this time in the message, God told me, He said, Now look, this is where we are. Now, if uh, RCF, if Restoration Christian, fellowship, wants to receive there, you fill in the blank, sight, healing, deliverance, job, um, wife, uh, what, whatever it is, you fill in the blank. He said, this is the time now, um, you know, it, it's, it's like this. Uh, the Bible says that the first miracle that Jesus performed, can anybody tell me what that that, that first miracle was? I know we're in church, but it's okay. He turned water into wine, right? Uh, As you read that parable, remember how the story goes? It said that um, he told them to go fill the pots with the water. And and the the patriarch of the family, uh, when they ran out of all of the good wine, he brings out the wine that Jesus has. and, And the story says that, why did he save this wine? This is better than the first wine, right? See that, so uh, your praise in the beginning, that was a pre-party. That, that, that was a pre You You, you, you kind of got there, but we, we didn't quite get the attention of Jesus and the heavenly angels. Because you know, like, what, what happens in heaven is they sing this all day long. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. So uh, God told me uh, to remind... Uh, RCF and I'm done he said that if uh, you don't cry out the rocks were going to cry out now I know this is Sunday morning I know you got your praise on but uh, when it comes to a big God and you're looking for him to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think, a big God deserves a big praise. Now, I got three rocks, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit. Uh, we need to summons in the Holy Spirit on this morning. Uh, so when I was in high school, played sports, and on, on uh, game day, they had what they call pep rallies. Anybody remember that? Anybody old enough to remember that? They had pep rallies, right? And the way it went, they divided the school up into sections. They had a section over here, and then they had a section over here, and then they would have the the uh, the, the praise and worship leader, JP. Uh, he would come out, and uh, they would do something like this: "We got spirit, yes we do. You got spirit? How about you? Right? Y'all remember that? And they just go crazy." Ah. Then they run over to the other side. We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? Ah. Right? Now, if you can do that for your favorite team on game day, and I know the Nuggets, they're out of the playoffs, so are the Pelicans. So what? Life, moves, life goes on. So just as, just as you would do for your favorite team, um, When they score a touchdown, when they hit the buzzer beater, I want you to make some Holy Ghost crazy noise that the angels in heaven can hear the cry of this corporate body, the power of crying out, and then to you individually, I've got something to shout about, that if this message touched you and that you know without a shadow of a doubt, just as Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus, the same Holy Spirit that moved in his body is the same Holy Spirit that's going to move in your body. The, the same Holy Spirit that made him take off his garments and loose him and set him free is the same Holy Spirit this morning that is going to loose and set you free. So I'm going to ask you one more time. One more time. If you got something, I mean a, 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 a mustard seed faith that God has done something for you Would you please let heaven know that at RCF on this day, as the scripture says, this is a day
1: that the Lord has made. Praise His holy name.
0: Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We, we praise you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your word, Lord God, that it fell on fertile ground. We thank you, Lord God, for the seeds that were planted in the hearts and the minds of your people. We thank you now that the Holy Spirit will water that seed and it will take root it will bear much fruit, for you are the true vine. We thank you for the vine dresser. We thank you for the impartation of the Holy Spirit. And Father, because of you, and because of their faithfulness, and because of their obedience, they are now set free. The Bible says, who the Son has set free is free indeed. God bless you. God, keep you, is our prayer.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Continue to give God your praise. Amen.